0: Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Especially as we pray for the repose of the soul, of Siler's soul, that he repose on the day of St. Innocent and of the Apostle Thomas, that we know that he has two intercessors before the throne of God that we can especially turn to, to intercede for him. St. Innocent is one of the great... Saints of the 19th century, especially for us here in America, because he is one of the shining uh, hierarchs who served here in America. One of the first bishops in America, if not the very first bishop, Orthodox bishop to serve here in America. Uh, he was a widower. He had a family. Uh, his wife died early on, as they had already moved out. Uh, to the far eastern part of Russia. You know, uh, I never thought when playing as a kid the game Risk that certain parts of the Risk Board would become something that I would encounter later in life from Kachka, Akutsk, et cetera. Well, Innocent was in those areas. And there are, to this day, Orthodox churches. Uh, there is a contingency of uh, some OCA priests, uh, a nun who was a good friend of mine from seminary, who, right before the current uh, situation where you can't go to Russia now, uh, they had been and they traced some of the footsteps and where St. Innocent had lived uh, there in basically, let's just Siberia, in the great of that expanse. Uh, so it was nice to see pictures, to see uh, Orthodox life uh, there in the region that St. Innocent helped to missionize. One of the great reasons, it wasn't just the fact that he was here, but he was an incredible, and The who does a very good job of this. Uh, if you're There's a nice, fat book on the life of St. Vincent in English, but uh, if you want, you can just go look at the hymns and maybe read the little entry here of his life at the OCA uh, website, and you can kind of get a basic idea. If you want a little bit more detail, of course, look at the bigger book. But St. Vincent was uh, one of these missionary bishops, And especially if you've ever seen orthodoxy, uh, let's say, bishops in historic orthodox countries, to have a bishop who's willing to go ride around on horseback in the the netherworlds, like the the far reaches outside of any civilization. uh, This was very well noted by others in the Senate, that this man took on an incredible uh, journey, task, And he didn't just administer, but he built things. He built clocks, he built buildings, he built uh, churches, he built a seminary, uh, and then he also, of course, taught, because he was one of the great translators, to bring uh, the gospel, to bring uh, the church services, the hymnody, into the local language. Uh, 19th century, somebody uh, who is living right alongside uh, people, that he is attempting to serve. And this is, in many ways, there's examples of this throughout Christian mission work, but St. Innocent is one of those great lights who really attended to the people and wasn't trying to just make them Russian, but make them Orthodox Christians. And, of course, there's going to be some rubbing off, like language, etc., little things like that, but he was incredibly devoted. If you ever want to get a short I would say a great introduction to Orthodox theology, Orthodox life, spirituality, his work, The Indication of the Way to the Kingdom of Heaven, which uh, the title is woven into many of the hymns, right, in showing us the way to heaven. Well, it's referencing this work. Uh, we did a series, I think it was like 14 or 15, uh, YouTube uh, live streams where we just walked through, Saint Innocent's Indication of the Way to the Kingdom of Heaven. It shows someone, it was originally written uh, for, uh, if I remember correctly, because there's different uh, tribes, basically. But it was written in a local language, and then it was translated into Russian, and then, of course, to English. But he is one of the great examples, not only because he did this, but then he also, uh, once he was called back to Russia, he was then uh, elected to become... Uh, the Metropolitan Moscow, uh, following St. Philaret of Moscow, and with him he then was the one who commissioned St. Nicholas of Japan. If you hear uh, during a vigil where we go through this very long list of names as we're standing there in the back, uh, you're going to hear St. Nicholas of Japan, because orthodoxy in Japan to this day, all of its roots go back to St. Nicholas. And he was trained in the way to approach that he was going to ask like he was Japanese to actually engage with them at that level uh, to respect to love the people as where they were uh, and then introduce orthodoxy in that con- context so saint nikolai uh, Nicholas Nikolai uh, was taught by Saint. innocent after his work that he had done so Saint Innocent is especially important for us because he was an enlightener for our land, someone that we look to as an example, someone who we can see pictures of. This is one of the things I like to talk about, especially 19th century saints. Uh, You get to get a much clearer vision of the life of a saint than a fourth century martyr who we have like a few pages about, but it's nice to be able to see uh, the face Uh, St. Innocent to hear about the the great challenges in his life, losing his wife, having to take care of his children, being away from them, uh, etc. So let us call upon the prayers of St. Innocent. If you're available tomorrow morning, we're going to be here early in the morning 6.30, the beginning of liturgy, uh, to do a liturgy uh, commemorating in honor of St. Innocent. Uh, If you're able to come, please come. But if you're not... uh, Remember to ask for his prayers, and if you can, read up on them a little bit. Because in a few days, after St. Innocent, this Sunday, we're going to commemorate St. Ticon. So, like, our iconostasis, like, this is the times, uh, <laughs> the time period. You get Tecon and Innocent here in uh, the beginning of October. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to God.